You're listening to Wealthy-esque. We are a community of lawyers who believe that true wealth is having control of our time. I'm Ro Thomas, and as a busy wife, mom, and former big law associate, I know all too well the tension between the culture of the legal profession and pretty much everything else you want to do in life. That's why each week I'm bringing you the information and tools you need to improve your money mindset and manage your money to create true wealth. Because ultimately, it's not about the money. It's about the freedom and flexibility the money affords. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. I hope you're doing well and having an amazing day so far. Today, I am introducing you to my clients, Vanessa and Joe. Vanessa is an associate at a boutique firm and her husband, Joe, works for the railroad. They have an adorable little boy who you will actually be able to hear in the background a couple of times during our conversation and a little one on the way. And their story is truly one of commitment and determination to get a handle on their finances to make a better life for their growing family. I can't wait for you to hear their story. So let's dive right in. Welcome to the podcast, Vanessa and Joe. How's it going? Good, thank you. Good. Well, for everyone listening, you guys are some of my now former clients. We were just catching up a little bit before we got started today. And we are going to dive into your money story and the work that we did together. So let's just dive right in. Tell us a little bit about your experience with your money before we started working together. Well, I was the spender. I'm going to start also off by saying that I was the spender and uh, I was um, out of control. I was very emotionally driven with my spending and um, there's a certain line where that's okay. And I learned though that out the gate, that was a big problem for how we were managing our money. Yeah. And I feel like our money was getting spent. And then at the end of the pay period, we looked back and we saw we had, you know, no money in our account or we were negative. And we kind of look at each other and say, you know, where did it go? That was kind of what our, what our experience was. You know, I think that's a really common experience for people too, especially if you're not used to paying attention to your finances. It's really easy for the money to come in and then flow right back out again. And you look up like how, like, where am I? Why don't I have, why don't I have anything in my account? How much did I make? Are you sure? Cause it doesn't seem that way, you know? So yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that for sure. Tell us about how you decided that you wanted to get some help with that. So Vanessa had wanted to, she, she had wanted to go with a financial coach uh, of some sort for a while. And I was always very much against it because I always kind of felt like what was some some guy going to tell me, you know, that I haven't already heard from my wife, from my mother, from my brothers, from everyone else, you know, and, and how could that person who was probably like 20 to 30 years older than me, who, who never had the amount of student loans that we have, I was always saying, how could that person relate? And how could they understand what we're going through and when they went and bought a house you know they were able to buy it with one salary having a single income household right so then one day she said hey 
I think I found someone that meets all your boxes, that meets all your expectations. And I read, you know, your uh, your bio on, on, on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Yeah. And everything you wrote, I was able to relate to immediately. You must have been surprised. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's kind of like when you're, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but like when you're trying to lose weight and you try like every single different type of method imaginable and nothing's working. And then finally you're like kind of in that phase where you're, you know, you're kind of desperate and you finally find something that works that looks like it's going to fit your lifestyle and everything. Well, and it wasn't so much I, desperation. It was that I just, when I read, when I read, her bio, I, I said, here's a woman who understands where we're at. Yeah. And she's been there. Right. And so that's kind of where we decided, when we decided to... Give you a call and reach out. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys were in a place where it felt maybe overwhelming with your finances. You talked about having a lot of student loan debt. You guys know I can relate to that. I know a lot of other people within the legal profession and even beyond can relate to that. So what was that like having that student loan debt, having the income coming in, but not knowing where it was going? Well, I mean, we still have the student loan debt, but at this point, you know, I think we have a plan for it, Um, you know, and we're better at communicating what we're going to be spending our money on and how much and when and that kind of thing. And then in terms of being overwhelmed and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it was overwhelming for us to, you know, we've been trying to save up to buy a house, you know, have our own piece of land and um, you know, the fact that we weren't able to steadily start to save even though you know joe was making more money i i did take a pay cut when i went to my new job not a huge pay cut but a pay cut nevertheless still making a significant amount of money but you know it's it was still overwhelming to see that you know we were spending the money and it wasn't going to the places where we needed it to go the student loans are still overwhelming, but, you know, I'm a little more optimistic about the plan that we've spoken about and how we're going to tackle those. Do you have anything to add? Communication. <laughs> uh, no, communication was, was a big problem, I think, for us before. Primarily because I would spend a, a lot and... I was trying to hide it because I didn't want to get into arguments all the time. I, and, and I know there's there's probably people out there who have the same, you know, you part of the issue or part of the part of the whole reason why I think I never wanted to do it because I, I kind of felt like if, if I was going to go and have someone help me figure out how to manage my finances and where it was going, it was sort of like you're admitting you have a problem. And in the world that we live in, with you know stereotypes like you know gender stereotypes typically it's never the men who have the problem spending money and so you know part of it was also admitting that too so communication was a big issue and uh you know i think that now communicating and 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 even and even still like i bought the other day 
uh, I spoke to Vanessa about this, and, and she was perfectly fine with it because the, the money I had put the money aside ready for it to go. I got myself a nice, you know, Milwaukee pool chest, and she was like, "Look, she's like the money was there, was aside. Doesn't it feel good? Like she was like, encouraging you. Like, Doesn't it feel good to really go out and buy something and, you know, know that we're not impacting our finances and." know that I'm all okay with this because we planned for it and, and it, it felt great. It felt great to buy something that I wanted that I needed for the house and, and not hear anything negative about it. So that was more of a high I think than the actual buying of the product. Well, I think I think our conversation was really about I had noticed last week when I got paid and when Joe got paid, we got paid within one day of each other last week. I knew that there were, you know, a bunch of bills coming out and I was getting a little anxious about that. And I happened to look at our Amazon account and I saw that there were a bunch of items that you were in our cart that were no longer in our cart. So I checked our orders and I saw that there were, you know, there were some things that we needed that, you know, were on Amazon. I needed, you know, some pregnancy clothes and that kind of thing. And I saw that they were being ordered. And I was like, I didn't order this. So, you know, I texted and called Joe and I said, Joe, we got bills coming out. You know, like we have to spend the money on the bills. Remember all this work that we put in? And Joe said, yeah, I know we did. We took care of it, Vanessa. We had the money for the bills and we had money put in the savings and we had money left over. And so I bought the stuff. I got the stuff for you so that you have some new pregnancy clothes that you can wear. And it really honestly brought me to tears because before your program, you know, Joe would have just forgotten about spending our money on the bills and just gotten everything and more <laughs> on the Amazon account. <laughs> so it was just, you know, it really did bring tears to my eyes. You can tell, you can ask Joe. I started crying on the phone because I, I was thought, so I thought she was upset. relieved that like That's he it. took care that we, you know, all the bills were paid for and we had money in savings and we still had some spending money left over to be able to get some things that I had deprived myself of for a long time. So it felt good. <laughs> I think that is the power of planning your finances, right? Thinking ahead, looking at these are the things that we need to pay for. These are the things that we want, right? It sounds like you had some stuff maybe saved in the Amazon cart, which I'm a big fan of, right? Not just going and buying and having the Amazon packages coming every day, but you had your stuff set aside. And so it's like, okay, we've got these things taken care of. We've got this goal taken care of, and we've got this money set aside for the things that we want. I'm going to pull the trigger and get those things. I absolutely love that. And, And you know, it felt good because I knew what I was doing. You know, throughout the course of our program with, with Vanessa being pregnant now with the second child, she wasn't always able to make it. So we, you and I spoke a lot. And the reality was that, you know, she did this with me, but it was really me. I was the one that needed the coaching more than anything else. So throughout the time of us, of us working together, we spoke a lot, a lot about my overtime and where the money was going and, you know, if you could go back and do it all over again, you would reallocate the money now with the knowledge you have. And absolutely, 110% I would. 
So I started working overtime again once a week, which is a far cry from what I used to do. But that's what I tell you. I used to be out of the house three, sometimes four days a week on 16 to 20 hour shifts because I wanted, I was working to make as much money as I could to be able to live the way I wanted to live. So, you know, I started doing that again and, and the checks started coming in with that extra amount, which helped. And I told Vanessa that in this month here in August, I plan on going back to those days for one month to, you know, as best I can to work two or more every week because I really want August because we have an extra, we have, I have an extra pay week in August. I really want August to, to be the month that sets us up for September, October, you know, for when Claire gets here. Because then I could take, you know, some extended time off of work knowing I have all this money in the, you know, saved up. And that if I want to, I could just take this money I have planned for bills or whatever, food shopping, you know, what have you, and just be home with my little girl and, and my wife and my boy and spend time as a family for the first, you know, two weeks that she's around. So, you know, when you talk about planning and understanding where your money goes, that's a big, big part of it. And I say that for anyone who listens to this thing, planning and effective planning is important because if you want to spend money like that, you have to know where the hell you're going first. You have to make sure your priorities taken care of. Everything that you just said is a testament to the way that you have shifted your mindset. Because like you just said, like you did a lot of overtime before, but you weren't utilizing the money the way that right. you're thinking about it now, right? You were able to use that money to like buy some things, to do some things, you know, all of that versus being able to use it now for the savings goals that you have to set yourselves up to be able to spend time together as a family once the baby gets here. And I think- yep we really cannot underestimate the importance of the mindset shifts that you two have undergone in this time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially, I, I see the difference, especially with Joe. You know, we talk about our finances every day a lot more often, and That's it's not. a much more positive experience as opposed to me approaching him and saying, you know, where did all the money, where did all our money go? I think that I, and I us, bring it up to you more than yeah, you. and us getting frustrated at each other because of that. Now, you know, the mood has definitely shifted, and it's much a much more positive, much sure. much more positive communications, and it, honestly, it's helped our marriage too. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, money wow. tends to be a big stressor, yes. a big point of tension 100%. in marriages when you're not on top of it. So I love that right. you guys have gone through this process together and you've been able to open those lines of communication and you're both right. working together toward your shared goals. Right. Which is why I really wanted, I really wanted to do this program because I definitely know. And I think, I know Joe recognized that money and finances were a huge, are a huge sticking point and, you know, a huge cause for, for divorce. Uh, well, for at least frustration and, you know, resentment areas where couples tend to harbor resentment towards each other in marriages and in relationships. And I knew that if something didn't change, that we were just going to keep heading down that road and it wasn't going to be happy. <laughs> so yeah. 
I am really grateful that Joe, I think he recognized it before, but he acknowledges it. And we both make a bigger effort now to acknowledge and to communicate and to be positive and to really more than anything to really work at the goals that we set together. One thing that I have heard a lot in this conversation is the clarity of Mm -hmm. what's happening with your finances. It seems like you both are like very clear on what's going on on day to day and then where you're going. And I think that's so important. Yeah. You need to have it. I mean, if one person is going to be, and this is kind of how we have it set up. I do handle all the bill pay or at least most of it, but I do have Vanessa hand, like we have a credit card, you know, a joint credit card together. And it's the one with our highest limit on the one that we wanted to use for the majority of our, of our bills. Right. So I tell her all the time, and, and this is not because it kind of worked out this way where it was really good. I do everything through online bill pay, but I don't have access to pay the bill like through an app, but she does. So I'm like, listen, this is your responsibility. We coordinate the money and we can work as a team effort. I'll take care of everything else. But this credit card, you have to set the payments up. And it's good because there's the mindset of like, you know, oh, it should only be one person in charge of the bills. But in this situation, it keeps her engaged. So even if it's just this one bill that she has to make sure is paid every month, that she has to set the payment up herself for, you know what? To me, that's worth it. Because now I know for a fact, at the very least, she's getting onto the app. She's logging in. She's checking. So if she has questions about a bill or questions about money or whatever, or what a charge is, I expect that now. Whereas before, I just never wanted to hear about it. I have that expectation now that she's going to log on. She's going to take care of this bill. And that on a daily basis, or at least a semi-daily basis, we're going to have a conversation about what we did that day, the day before, where the money's going, what's going on. That's kind of why I got the book. Because I wanted her to say, oh, I have to go to, you know, whatever. Say, like, I have that one sleeve in there specifically for, for her beauty products. And actually, I do. I did want to talk to you about that this morning. There you I go. have to go to Sephora and get there you some go. things. Right? But you see what I'm saying? Like it, It's things like this that I'm like, okay, now that I have this book, the plan is going to be every week to take $200 and allocate a percentage of that 200 to some envelope in that book, right? To some or multiple envelopes in that book. Because now that's just extra money that we, that we have that's not going to come out of our savings. It's not going to interfere with our bills. That's just cash that we have for whatever the hell we want, however we want it. You know, it's sort of like a modified version of what you were talking about. The money to do whatever you want with, like the... Uh, the un- like the fun money? Yes. The fun money. Yes. It's sort of like that. That's like our fun book. And the biggest thing there, and this is something that we've talked about a lot, is the goal with the coaching program is not to make everybody manage their finances exactly like me. I give you kind of a foundation, but you make it your own because you have to manage your finances for your lifestyle. And so you guys have developed a plan that works for you and is going to make, going to ensure that you actually look at it, that you actually are managing your finances to achieve your goals. I think that's really good. 
Because you know what? Now it feels good to just be able to like to think to myself like, oh, we just did all this, and I still got money in savings. Mm-hmm. And you know, like this week, I had to pay all my union dues, so I took a, a big cut out of my check as per usual, right? But it doesn't affect us. It sounds like a really nice place to be in to oh, so have a, a lower paycheck, right? With the union dues and it doesn't affect you, right? Yes. So tell us yeah. about how you're feeling now about your finances versus how you were feeling before. Uh, I would say that I feel a lot better. I feel like I'm in control more of my finances now and I feel like I'm no longer in a position where I, I'm like oh I want to buy this thing and I have to buy it right now I feel more like alright I want this thing I can, I can now have a conversation with my wife about it and she'll say yeah let's, let's plan for it great and I can say okay cool so it's not a do we have to buy this thing? It's a, we'll plan for it. And I get to, because you know what, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the, what a book tells you or what a spreadsheet tells you. When the time comes to you to hit purchase or, or not purchase, you have to know, like in your mind, like, can I legitimately buy this or am I going to hurt myself and my family by doing it? And I'm like, you know what? I can make that call now and not think, Oh, I'm going to, buy this thing and I'll just figure it out. Like, no, like I will say I'll wait another week or maybe this thing's on sale right now, but it's even though it's on sale, I don't have the money for this thing on sale. I'll wait and I'll just buy it full price. Even though it'll cost me more, it'll all be in a better position down the road to do it. Yeah. Like a good example of that is when Amazon prime day came around and we had, there were a bunch of things that I wanted to get and, um, you know, Joe and I were having a lot of conversations about it because it was good. They were good deals. And, you know, we kind of looked at our finances and we looked at what the deals were and we said, you know what, we're going to hold off because yeah. we can, we can wait until there's another deal. Maybe it won't be as good of a deal, but there'll still be some sort of savings. You know, we can wait for that to come around again. Or, we you, know, could, you know, Prime Day comes every year. Once every year. I think Twice it's, a year. Yeah, it's every think. six months. So yeah, so um, it's not, it, it's not like it won't be there again, right? And I was fine with that, you know. Whereas, like, I would have been harboring before. I would have been harboring resentment towards him because I would have felt as if he would, you know, was going out and buying all the things that he wanted to get, and then there was no money left over for me to like get deals on you know amazon prime day or something right, like that, that it was want. a much more positive conversation where we were both looking at our finances and how much we were spending on things that we actually needed instead of things we wanted right and having a much more positive conversation about you know waiting until and, and here's the thing we were to better we had the money to buy some of the things she wanted and i told her if she wanted to buy those things i was okay with it and I told her, I said, look, I don't mind because the stuff that I want to buy, I can wait for. But if you want to buy it, especially because in the past, she hasn't been able to. I said, or we could just keep it. I said, it's up to you. I said, if you want to do it, I said, we'll pull the trigger right now. We had the money ready to go. 
We just couldn't buy everything we wanted, you know, between the both of us. And I didn't want to be in that position where we were then we were just tight on money, right. you know? So I, we made the decision together to just hold off until a different time. And I was happy with that. And I was proud. Like I felt confident and proud of us having that positive conversation together. Which is something that she hasn't felt with me with money for an extremely long time. Not since she was in law school and I was working a lot to save up for our wedding. I think that was the last time financially she probably felt confident and proud of us. And that was almost 10 years ago. That was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> One is beautiful that you're getting back to that place, right? That you are able to feel proud of the choices that you're making financially. But two, I think the skill of delaying gratification is going to yeah. serve you so well going forward in your finances. It's something yeah. that a lot of people have trouble with. And a lot of people would have just been like, nope, I'm going to get the stuff. It's Amazon Prime Day. I've got to get it. Right. 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 Versus you guys sitting down, looking at your finances and intentionally deciding, no, we're not going to use our money for this. We're going to use it for these other things and we'll get these deals later. Right. I think yeah. that skill is going to go so far for you financially. Yeah. And honestly, it makes me feel like, I don't know if it's because I... I don't know that I've ever been this way or, you know, through like schooling and working hard to get, you know, what I wanted and then having that gratification at the end of the process. But I don't think I've ever been like an instant gratification type of person. So for me, and I think Joe is realizing this too, going through the program, it's like even more exciting to think about having the money in the future and saving up and towards that goal in the future and being able to just pay for something outright without your finances being negatively affected at all. And having that gratification, having the feeling of the instant gratification in getting the item that you want, plus the gratification that it's not going to affect your finances. Yeah. I think that just makes it even better, you know, as opposed to doing the instant gratification, being happy for those two minutes that you get the what you want, and then seeing your finances going, oh, crap, I don't right. have any money left for anything else. And then not having buyer's remorse. Right. And then not having buyer's remorse. Yeah. Like, I don't have buyer's remorse now that Joe, you know, went out and surprised me with all these Amazon products. I don't have the buyer's remorse and it feels great. <laughs> That's what I talk about all the time, like not feeling guilty spending money. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. feel good. It sucks no. to spend money on things that you want and then feel guilty about it and, you know, think that maybe you shouldn't have bought it. Yeah, it just it feels great to like wait, have a little bit of patience, wait that little bit of time, not saying to wait forever and deprive yourself forever, but to wait that little bit of time so you can be where you want to be financially and then get the thing you want, being happy about that, and then having that extra boost in happiness for for not slamming your budget. Well, you guys have shared <laughs> so much already of your story. What words of encouragement do you have for other people who are where you were before we started working together? Get yourself a hobby that takes time. I grew up in a farming town single-income household. My father was a railroad union worker. My mother 
at one point she had her own business and then she sold it because she was not home much. So she wanted to be home to, to raise me. I was her youngest kid by 12 years. So she had like that one more chance to be a mom and go through all the phases again after not having been able to do it for over a decade. So she opted to do that. And my father loved his, his garden. Might as well have been a small farm with how much we grew together. And let me tell you, if you want work on how to build everything we just spoke about, not having instant gratification, working towards something, having the gratification when it's all done, when you're able to, to have your harvest, right? That's the equivalent of growing a garden because think about all the work you plan into it, all the work in building your, if you're doing a raised bed, building your bed, churning the soil, making sure everything's properly done the right way so you can have a great harvest at the end. This is very much like that. So my words of advice are, aside from obviously if anyone's on the fence about working with you now, work with you because you you offer a lot of insight. That's for starters. But on a personal note, you know, if you have the ability to do it, get into that hobby, get into growing your own food because that type of patience, that type of time and dedication, you need to have that with your finances is the same thing you have to have when you're growing your own food. I found I got back into it around the same time we started doing this program and it's been working together. I never really saw the similarities until the other day when I was out, Vanessa was able to go out there and pick 10, 15, 10, 10 to 15 tomatoes only out of like two trees. That's it. And, but that's the amount of work that you put into it every day. You put that same work into your finances every day. It's not just something that just magically just fixes itself. It doesn't happen overnight. And I would just say, if you think you can't do it, you can. You know, Joe and I have overcome a lot. We're still overcoming. Yeah. It's always our, you know, relationship around finances is always a work in progress. But if you stick to it and focus and remain confident in yourself, you can reach your goals. Love it. Well, thank you both for coming on and sharing your story. I know it's going to be so helpful for everyone who is listening and I appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Vanessa and Joe. They were truly a joy to work with and I'm honored to have played a part in helping them get a handle on their finances. If their story resonates with you, if you're feeling like you don't have a handle on your finances, you don't know where your money is going, I would love to help you too. Come join us in Money Mastery, where I teach the same principles that I taught Vanessa and Joe and help you apply them to your specific finances. Just head to rowthomas.com join to get in there. All right, that is it for this week's episode please take a second and leave a rating for the show, leave a review. Those things help more people to find the show. It helps it to get pushed out to more people. And I want to get this information in the hands of as many lawyers as I can. So your help is greatly appreciated. All right. As we close out, friend, I pray that you take the information you learn here 
apply it in your life, and open up to the realization that wealth is available to you. As you do that consistently, week after week, you'll continue to take steps to regain control of your time, build wealth, and live the life of freedom and choice you deserve. Talk to you later.